Hello and welcome to In the Secret. God makes bold promises in Psalm 91 about deliverance and protection. Promises so great, we might shy away from trusting those words are for us. We'll be talking about that today as we examine Psalm 91, verse 10. Today, I am going to read Psalm 91, verse 9 and 10. If you're new to this podcast, I want to encourage you to go back and start at verse 1 and also memorize and meditate on this important psalm. For today, let's go ahead and look at 9 and then 10. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation, verse 10, there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come near thy dwelling. Let's read verse 10 again. Read it out loud with me, except where it says, you say me. There shall no evil befall me, neither shall any plague come near my dwelling. I want you to know I am not what would be called a name it and claim it preacher. I know that death and sorrow are inevitable. Thankfully, it brings many of us face to face with the important questions about heaven, hell, Jesus, life after death. Those are good questions. We first have to reconcile with God. There is no guarantee in this world because it is fraught with sin. The Bible makes it clear that this world is the devil's domain. We can only escape the grasp of Satan's talons by diving into the rock, which is Jesus. And then there alone can we fulfill the prerequisite to verse 10, which is verse 9. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high, thy habitation. Therefore, Okay, stop. What is the word therefore? Therefore. It's there to tell us the tunnel to safety is in the rock called Jesus. Once there, we can declare the words of Psalm 91 verse 10. No evil shall befall me, neither shall any plague come near my dwelling. Even so, I sometimes find myself thinking the way so many of us do. But Lord, what about that person who died? Lord, what about that person who has a chronic condition? But today, when I was thinking that way, God swept into my thoughts and said, do not make excuses for my promises. He made a promise to those who seek him. And it's there to reassure us and comfort us. I cannot diminish that. Today, let's take him at his word. People have often pointed out that in the book of Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego told King Nebuchadnezzar that God was able to deliver them from the fiery furnace. But even if he did not, they would not bow their knee. You know what? They also said, well, let me read it to you. God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace 
And then they added, and he will deliver us. This threesome believed they would be delivered. They admitted this promise they declared might not happen. And at the same time, they believed deliverance was inevitable. How does that work? (laughs) Well, I guess it comes back to faith in God. It comes back to hiding in him, choosing to trust our Father God, despite the loud and raucous voices of woe in and out of our head. Make the promises of God's word yours. Look at the children of Israel in the book of Exodus. Darkness, hail, boils, locusts covered Egypt. But God's word says in the land of Goshen, where God's children resided, none of these terrors assailed them. And in the end, they put blood on their door and it protected them from having their firstborn put to death. Just as Jesus' blood on our door of our heart protects us today. And that story was written and recorded. So we see that God does indeed know his children from those who are not. A few years back, the youth group from our church, including my son, were heading back from a concert when the suburban they were traveling in hit a patch of black ice. I heard it flipped over a few times, left the road, and landed upside down. Thankfully, my son Joel crawled out to safety, and not a one of the eight passengers was injured. It was, of course, horrifying to think what might have been. The next day, the wife of the man driving, Brad, went and took a picture of the scene. The driver's compartment, where Brad had been sitting, formed a perfect Brad-shaped dent. The damage literally stopped a millimeter from crushing his skull and touching his entire body. There was no doubt God protected them, and this evil did not befall them. I could spend all day recounting the many stories I have known personally, showing God's hand in delivering us from more evils and plagues than we even know. So, why not now? And why not you? Why do we assume God's promises are for someone else, somewhere else? For today, let's assume instead this promise is yours. Like an elegantly wrapped gift that showed up at your doorstep, God says to you, do not be afraid. It will not come near your dwelling. I am here with you. I feel like this is hope that God wants to breathe into your lungs today. 2 Corinthians 1.20 says, For all the promises of God in him are yes, and in him, amen. (laughs) Notice again, in him. Live and dwell and be in him. And when you are, you will see these promises fulfilled in your life. And if you're not in him, that's when things don't make sense. And we become angry and frustrated at this ethereal being called God. And that's because if we're not in him, we don't really know him. But dwelling in him causes us to know his character and his perfect love will put us at ease. 1 Peter 1, 4 says, Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature. By what? 
by the promises. Keeping God's word and his promises close enables us to navigate the dark waters we go through. Then we also can partake of his divine nature. Just the same way as growing up in a healthy, loving family causes us to believe and strive for a good life in our adulthood. Hebrews 11, which is called the Hall of Faith, has a lot to say about promises. It says that through faith, people subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, and stopped the mouth of lions. The promise was obtained? Yes, it was fought for. There it was, waiting to be claimed. But at times, a battle was waged to get to it. Father Abraham is a great example. He's in this hall of faith for wavering not at the promise that he would have an heir born to him. Interestingly, when I read the story of Abraham in Genesis, I see quite a bit of wavering. When God spoke to him about his own flesh and blood becoming a nation, he cried out about his handmaid's child, Oh, that Ishmael would live before thee. Can't you just see God giving himself a face slap? I mean, that is if you think God would touch his face during the COVID-19 crisis. But I picture God sort of like, Ive, Abraham, you still don't understand, despite all the times I promised you this. Well, in the end, we know that despite having a son was completely, utterly, and ridiculously impossible, Abraham's wife, Sarah, bore him Isaac, who became the head of a whole new nation. Hebrews 11.13 says something else interesting about God's promises. It says some saints died in faith not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off and were persuaded of them and embraced them and welcomed them from afar. The promises of God are true, but apparently sometimes we're moving towards the promise, fighting for it. And sometimes our fight is for another who will come after us. And sometimes the answer will not look the way we thought it should. But fight, for goodness sake, fight for the promises of God. Then you can be in heaven's hall of faith. God will say, well done, good and faithful servant. Faithful because we believed his promises. Faithful because we stewarded them well by using them not just putting them up on the wall as decorations, but actually acting like we believe them. Sure, talk to God about it when you're confused, but don't let his promises go. I think that's why Abraham still made the Hebrews 11 honor roll. He doubted in his flesh, but he kept believing in his soul. It was a battle to keep believing at times, but nonetheless, that promise was close to his heart. Ready? Let's read the promise of Psalm 91, verse 10 again with emphasis on me and my. Therefore, no evil shall befall me, neither shall any plague come near my dwelling. And your dwelling is a secret place with God where no weapon formed against you can prosper. Be well and protected under his wings.